God. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to the Girl Take No Podcast. I am your host, Shawnee Sanders, and today I have a very special guest with me. Okay, hey. welcome to the show, Denise Kelly. Hey. Huh? She is CEO of Bloom with Confidence. It is a coaching business which teaches you how to take actionable steps to increase your self-confidence so you can live your best life. And who doesn't want to live their best life? I know, right? Who doesn't? All of us do. I do too. Listen, I'm glad we're having this conversation. You know, I've interviewed a lot of people so far and the confidence has always come up in the conversation, no matter what it is we're doing, trying to tell your story. Um, trying to launch a business. Everything is all about confidence. And I'm glad we're having this story, this conversation. So, but before we get into the conversation about confidence, give me the story behind the brand. Tell me why you decided to start Bloom with Confidence. Yeah. So I'll tell you, Shawnee, you're absolutely right. Everything is about confidence. And that mm-hmm. actually is the underlying reason why I started Bloom with Confidence. Mm-hmm. I've had several different businesses over the years. Uh, but what I found is that especially for women in particular, mm-hmm. we lack confidence to go that next step. And so what I found is, especially in like in the corporate world, we're always trying to go get that next thing. And so we go and try to educate ourselves again. We go and try to get another degree, try to go get another certificate, go try to do something else before we reach out for the, our goals. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, you know what? We don't need another anything. Like, no no knocking to learning education, like, because I'm a lifelong learner. But the reality of it is to take that next step towards your dreams and your goals. I don't know why it's doing that. You don't need. (laughs) Go ahead. You you know what? This video needs some confidence is what it needs. Yeah, it does. The video needs confidence. (laughs) No, but realistically, like, we don't need another thing mm-hmm. to step out towards our goals and our dreams. We actually just need confidence in our ability to make something happen. And that's yeah. really ultimately what it is. It's like we need to be confident to make something happen. And so I started Bloom with Confidence um originally when I started it. Mm-hmm. I started it as a you know a combination of a floral and mm-hmm. confidence coaching combined because I mm-hmm. was a florist at yes. the time and so that's why I used the term bloom mm-hmm. um, because I wanted to teach people how to bloom how do you grow your confidence how do you increase your level of confidence um and I was going to use floral design as a tool to help um women uh do that but I dropped the floral design for several different reasons that we'll probably get into a little bit later on in this conversation. Um, But ultimately, I wanted to reach more people, reach more women and just Mm -hmm. help them, you know, like you say, live your best life and try that next thing, make that next step. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's so true when, especially in corporate America, or just in life in general, you know what I mean? As women, we do sometimes lack confidence in our abilities to either get a promotion and our abilities to get that job, get in, you know, get that interview. Or just even I had a conversation with a woman who talked all about how to ask for raises, not even confident enough Mm. to even ask for a raise in your current role that you're in. So confidence is surrounds everything that we do. And I like the word bloom because you're right. It's like, how do you grow into it? Because I do mm-hmm. believe it's a it's a growth process. And I think it starts when we're young, you know? Yeah. I think a lot of our confidence come from when we're younger and what we see and what are what is said to us as children. 
Absolutely. Because that's what happens, right? If you think about, you know, if people actually go back to their childhood, right? Like, and if you you look at children, you see they're fearless, right? They Mm -hmm. do anything just because they're excited about doing it. (laughs) Doing it. Like, they don't care. And it's it's always an adult that will say, hey, stop doing this. You're going to get hurt. Hey, Mm -hmm. don't do that. You're going to do this. Or don't go for that. You know, you're, you're this way. So let's put you in this box. Don't do that thing. And so that happens to us as we Mm -hmm. get older, Mm -hmm. but even in our adult lives, how it happens to us is when we try to do something and someone doesn't give it to us, right? Yeah. Or we try to go for that promotion and you get denied the promotion. So you're like, oh, what's wrong with me? Mm -hmm. Rather than saying, hey, what actionable things do I need to do in order to achieve that and put the onus back on the other person who's denying you? Yeah, that's really what ultimately is you will have to believe in yourself that you actually can make things happen. And if you have the confidence to know that you can make things happen, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what you ask for. You can make it happen. You just need to know how to make it happen. And those Mm. are the key steps that I think. But yeah, we actually, you know, kids are fearless. I always are kids, you know, look at them. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, and even in relationships, Sean, like mm-hmm. that to me, that's big confidence like, is big in relationship. Big. Yeah. Confidence affects every single thing you do because mm-hmm. you won't step out. Yep. You won't go out and date. You'll mm-hmm. stay with somebody, you know, you're not supposed to be with <laughs> because you're not yeah. confident. Like, yeah. just, you know, like all of those different things, um, cause you don't have the confidence to be alone. Like, it, you know, yeah. to understand that you can be happy alone. Like that types of stuff and building your own happiness, um, all of those things affect you. And it's, you know, and it's one of those things, it's a multiplying effect. Yeah. Once yeah. once it starts, like you get disappointed, then you don't feel like doing anything else, right? Mm-hmm. You're not confident enough to move to something else. Yeah. You get stuck. And now you're yes. stuck again. And now you're stuck again. And now you're not motivated. Like all that stuff happens. And so it that, does. you know, oh my gosh, it's so crazy. So it crazy. does. And you know, that's so true. It's like, if you get denied something, it really does affect your confidence. It makes you feel like, am I really supposed to be doing this? Because especially if you get multiple no's. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like you, you're trying something and someone and you're not getting the job or you're not, the person is not buying into your business. And that that really does hurts your confidence and it hurts your confidence as an entrepreneur in your in the product or service that you that you're trying to sell, that you're not getting sales or people are not buying mm-hmm. into what you're trying to sell or trying to give them. And that does affect your confidence. It's like, what do you need in order to say, hey, like you said, you know, I got to turn it back on the person. Maybe my service wasn't for this person. Instead of mm-hmm. taking as a blow as to me and my business. Yeah. So I think underlyingly, you have to believe that you are able to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like that is confidence. You are able to figure it out. I have the confidence in my ability to figure it out. Yeah. And so it doesn't mean if somebody tells you no, you don't have it in the moment, but you have the confidence to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So that's like, I think if we start from that ulti- underlying premise mm-hmm. that we believe that we are able to figure it out, you can do all these other different things. So if someone tells you no and you get an immediate blow, 
<clears throat> yeah, you might take a step back, mm-hmm. but there are ways that you can kind of remind yourself. It's almost like a mind trick, right? You got to yeah. remind yourself that you're able to figure it out. And how you do that is reminding yourselves of times when you figured it out before. Because mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like we always, we've accomplished many different things. So you just yeah. make a list. Make a list. Make a quick list of all the things you've done before because you might not have got this promotion, but you've gotten promoted before yeah. in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. And if you've never been promoted, and usually that happens with younger people just starting out in roles, if you've never mm-hmm. been promoted, again, it goes back to the premise. You have the ability to figure it out. Yeah, you believe in your ability to figure it out. And so I that's like, that. like that's Yeah, that's the underlying premise that I think that um, will help people build confidence. And there are some tips and tricks and tools uh, yeah. that you can do. Yeah, I, I like that, though, just knowing that the underlying premise is that you can figure it out and start with that as your starting point to confidence and saying, OK, although they said no, but I can figure it out. You know what I mean? I can figure mm-hmm. out what next step I need to take to make sure I get the yes the next time from the next person. You know, exactly. You know, let's talk about being a a female entrepreneur. You know, is entrepreneurship something you always saw yourself doing or you feel like, hey, I just kind of stumble into entrepreneurship, being that you've had multiple businesses before, too. Yeah, you know, that's an interesting thing, because if you had asked me as a child, I probably would have never told you that. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) But I would have never like, no, I don't I'm not going to be an entrepreneur. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go do engineering or go do this other thing. Yeah. But I think that was a product of what I saw around me. Mm-hmm. Like my family, you know, my grandfather was an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. right? But because my grandfather died at a young age and no one in the family wanted to continue his business mm. because, you know, they didn't want all the stress and trials and tribulations that come with being an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. The business went to my uncle and he didn't want to be an entrepreneur. And so my vision of entrepreneurship at a young age was the troubles that come with entrepreneurship, right? Mm -hmm. And so I didn't see that. But my, you know, my mom was, you know, she was a property owner. She was a landlord. Like to me, that's like a function of entrepreneurship as Mm -hmm. well, just slightly Mm -hmm. different um, real estate model. And so I never really had, and she didn't have good experiences. So I didn't have a positive experience for entrepreneurship, Mm -hmm. but I always wanted to make money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just be transparent. Yeah, listen. Bag, right? We all want <laughs> we a do. bag. Everybody wants um, a bag. <laughs> but I started studying, I started actually studying wealth uh, building and wealth mm-hmm. development. And I noticed that there are multiple ways you can make money. Mm-hmm. And the fastest way to generational wealth is through entrepreneurship, whether people mm-hmm. believe it or not. People mm-hmm. that, you know, we'd always, you know, there's percentages that people tell you about, you know, businesses that don't succeed or whatever. Yeah. But the fastest way to create generational wealth, and notice I said generational wealth, not mm-hmm. just wealth, because you can create wealth in a job. Yeah. Like you can work a job for 40 years, save mm-hmm. your money, invest it forward, all that stuff, and then come out, you know, a few million on the back mm-hmm. end. Mm-hmm. But a few million at the back end doesn't equate the generational wealth yeah. <laughs> necessarily, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, let's just be real. When you're 65 yeah. years old and you got a $2 million, you know, nest egg for retirement, what does that do for your grandchildren's grandchildren? 
Yes, exactly. Not a whole lot. Not like, a lot. If you think about it. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, when you start to look at people who have generational wealth and how they built businesses, mm-hmm. they had an idea, it sparked an idea and it grew and grew and grew into multiple yeah. things. And so as entrepreneurs and even this particular type of business that I have now as a coach, you know, you can make a good amount of money from coaching. Mm hmm. But successful coaches who help others succeed, because yeah. my dream is to create generational wealth for all of my clients, not just me. Yes, like, I, yeah. I want my clients to succeed and live their best life and however mm-hmm. they choose to function, whether entrepreneurship or something else. But that's my goal is to make other people wealthy in mm-hmm. addition to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was my primary focus for entrepreneurship uh, is mm-hmm. just wealth building, understanding what I, what type of legacy I could leave in the world. Because uh, that's another thing too, like entrepreneurship, yeah. you have to leave your mark in yeah, this society. You yeah. And you should think about what that looks like. And I think about that all the time for myself. You know, how mm-hmm. am I showing up for people? Mm-hmm. You know, what imprint am I leaving? What type of impact I'm making? All of those things, I think, play a big part into, you know, how you are as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah. Those are my I, primary I, I, reasons. <laughs> I, you know, listen, I think about generation wealth also even with building this podcast you know thinking about because like you say everybody we need to monetize learn how to monetize on Mm -hmm. learn how to build wealth from it you know although it's something i enjoy doing i love hearing other people's stories behind what made them do something you know but also it's about monetizing and being able to further what you want to do and being able to help the next person who want to get into this particular business and showing them how to do it and taking them to the next steps as well so Building that generational wealth is so important as entrepreneurs, especially as African-Americans, because it's Mm -hmm. not that first thing we talk about as kids. Like my mother didn't sit down and have that conversation with me about wealth building and stuff like that simply because nobody talked to her about it. You know, my mother Mm -hmm. was a saver. She knew how to save. She knew how to make sure she had a nest egg and stuff like that, but didn't necessarily know how to translate it to her kids. All she knew is that work and save your money. You get a dollar, save 50%. You know what I'm saying? That's basically what (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's basically, that's what they tell you. yeah, that's it. That's their conversation. They don't go any further than that. There's no stocks and bonds. Nope. It's more so like you got a dollar, you put 50% away, you take the other 50 and you pay your bills and do what you need to do with it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And that works too, but yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't create the type of wealth and the impact that you, you know, that you have the potential to create in a society. Like exactly. that's great for stability. But it mm-hmm. also is very dependent. It's very dependent that on person that job. giving you that dollar. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, let's just be realistic. You don't have much control, and and this is actually to another thing. It's like the stability, the job stability that people think about is not mm-hmm. real. Like no. that's the other thing that I've always it's um, not that I've always thought about as as an employee when I work for people mm-hmm. and as an entrepreneur, like. At any moment, any of those two things can stop. Like when you're Mm -hmm. employed, your employer can decide they don't want to have you be their employee anymore. And you can also decide you don't want to be employed. So the (laughs) power dynamic, the power dynamic is the same. But Mm -hmm. we we give as employees, you tend to give more power to the employer than you do to yourself. And that to me is not a good dynamic that you should think about. Like it's. At any given moment, both of those things can change. Mm-hmm. Because the day they stop paying you, I bet That's you don't it. show up. 
<laughs> um, Let's just be what am I going there for if they're not paying me? <laughs> no, we're not going to pay. And it's the same. It's actually a very similar thing in entrepreneurship because yeah. th- that's how you manage your client relationships because mm-hmm. you have to show up for your clients mm-hmm. just as your clients have to show up and pay you. It's a very same dynamic. And so we feel it a bit more as entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, but it's the same. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so funny too. <laughs> it is insane. You do you have to show up for all your clients. You have to and like I like I said what you said on how you show up in the world when you pay attention to that too. As an entrepreneur on how you show up, because how you show up is how people represent people will mm-hmm. perceive your business to be. You know, so if you don't have confidence and you're very much so don't if you can't relate to people what you're doing, then it shows them that you have a lack of confidence. You know what I mean? Yes. In your business, if you can't give them that elevator pitch that people want or you can't get people to understand exactly what you're doing, it does come off as, okay, this person doesn't have confidence in what they're doing. Right. And, and yeah. people, nobody wants to, nobody wants to do business with anybody that they don't like, they yeah. don't trust. And that lack of confidence affects the trust factor more mm-hmm. so than anything else. Like yeah. you really have to show up. Like I, I always say, when you step in, step fully in mm. and let people know that you are there yeah and how you can serve them yeah yeah that's that that's really good you know confidence i think about it as um as a journey you know what i mean i don't think it's ever like a destination you reach i think it's something you consistently will have to work on no matter what you know and and some people can walk around like oh i'm confident i'm 100 confident i'm like ah you know, it's a journey. It's not a destination. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a journey. I mean, you have to build it because like you said, in life, you will be hit with so many different blows, you know, that will really put you at a, you know, put you in a place of doubt, you know? Mm-hmm. And how do you, how do you tell your clients if they're in that space of like a doubt where they've had a setback in their business and they're in a place of doubt, how do you help them regain that confidence or get back on that journey of confidence to let them know like, Hey, you can still push through this. Yeah. So first thing I ask them um, to do is to assess the situation. Mm -hmm. So understand where you are. Um, You know, I have them. I usually have them write down exactly what happened in their Mm -hmm. own words and we'll take out anything that's uh, subjective discussion. So we keep everything that's matter of fact. Um, And because that helps you with not putting your own you know, negative story on Mm -hmm. the events that occurred, right? Mm -hmm. We just want to say what happened. And then we look at, you know, what actionable things could you have done differently throughout the process for whatever the event was that caused you to lose confidence? Not saying that there's any fault whatsoever, Mm -hmm. because I think that's the key. Like we tend to blame ourselves, which is what knocks our confidence. And so it's not your fault necessarily, but you do have to own up to the fact that there are things that you could have done differently. You could have made different decisions and that creates a learning experience for you. And it also ties back into what I said earlier about your ability to figure it out, because that's how you figure it out. You Mm -hmm. figure it out through learning and through the process. And so you can get back to your to a confident point of moving mm-hmm. forward by assessing the situation, understanding what you could have done differently, and then also reminding yourself of how you have achieved or what yeah. has happened in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the most difficult piece for losing your confidence typically comes in relationships mm-hmm. or it comes with our health. 
Oh, yeah. Um, that happens a lot. And yeah. that's like that's one that most people don't really want to talk about mm-hmm. is, you know, the fact that, you know, you have, you know, there are some serious things that can happen to you mm-hmm. physically and emotionally that weren't your fault. But we do have an opportunity to take better care of ourselves, right? Like yeah. that's real talk. Like there's that science behind actionable steps that you can take to take better care of yourself. Mm-hmm. But it helps you recognize in the moment better decision making process along the journey. And there are ebbs and flows to confidence. Confidence is yeah. not a journey. Like you said, yeah. I hundred percent agree. It's not a journey. Some days you wake up super confident in all areas of your life. Other days yeah. you wake up and be like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing today. This is crazy. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> that happens. I wake up like that. Uh, <laughs> and I will tell you, but I have a sister. Yeah. Because honestly, like I, literally I would, I would be hundred percent real with your audience today, Sean. <laughs> this weekend, I woke up like, oh my gosh, what in the world am I doing with my parenting? Like, I'm this child. Who is this child I'm raising? And she is not mine. But, you know, I had to take a step back. I was like, wait a minute. She She's fed every day. Yes. She's an honor roll student. Mm-hmm. Even if she wasn't an honor roll student, because her grades are not a reflection of me. And like, yes. I realized. But I have imparted Note to parents. some rules. Some rules. Like, you might not, you know, so like these are things. I'm like, okay, well, she got ate every day. She mm-hmm. gets clothes. She gets mm-hmm. fed. She gets school on time. You know, we go on vacations. It's cool. Yes. I'm not a bad, like, I'm not a bad parent. Like, yes. I have to put that, like, I had to make a list for myself. She might be doing <laughs> some things too in the funny moment. To me. <laughs> it's true. You, yeah. You have to raise yourself up. That's how you build your confidence. And so, yeah. you know, from that point, I'm like, okay, I can present myself as a confident parent, right? Yeah. Um, one of the other things that I think that steals our confidence is comparison. Oh, God. Compar- oh, my God. Oh my, I know. Love that you. is a big Do one. Not- please, please speak on that because <laughs> that is probably the number one thing. And I've talked about this so many times with other guests about comparison on social media. What people are seeing on social media, thinking that their life have to be this way. Thinking our, as entrepreneurs, looking at someone else have a similar business and how they're gaining all these sales, got all these these. I don't know, followers and all this stuff going on. And then you're like, why don't I have it? And that knocks your confidence. So please yes. do speak on comparison. Oh my gosh. Comparison. I'm you know, so like glad you brought that up. Comparison is the thief of joy. But it is the thief <laughs> yes, of everything is. in your life. Comparison will steal your money. It will steal your relationships. Oh my God. Oh my God. Everything. You have to really stop comparing yourself because what comparison, what comparing yourself does to your mm-hmm. confidence is... One, when I say confidence is your ability and yourself to figure it out, you immediately think that you have to do it the way somebody else did it. Yeah. When you start to compare, compare yourself to other people and you don't like the reality is figuring it out is figuring it out for you. When you yeah. start to, like, I could compare myself to other parents. I could compare myself to other coaches. I could do whatever. You know, You we look at social media, like you mm. say, oh my God, it's horrible, right? But it's the horrible. reality of it is nobody is living your life but you. Yeah. And so you cannot compare your life to somebody else's life. They're living their own life, their own path, their own journey. The person that you see might not even have your same goals. Exactly. That's the thing that I think people exactly. don't realize. You can, as a, you know, like I can look at other coaches. Mm-hmm. They have a totally different landscape. 
Mm-hmm. Right? But I can say, oh, this coach has X number of followers. Oh, this coach is making millions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, why am I not making millions? That person might not even want to be a coach. Yeah. Like, that's the truth <laughs> of the matter. Like, you that don't really don't even know. And they don't have enough confidence in themselves to step out and stop coaching. Oh, like, yeah. And, but that's the reality. We see, like, um, I used to work with somebody who used to say, People always love the shiny front end, but they don't mm-hmm. like the dull, gritty back end. Yeah. Because no one really understands what's really ever going on with a person when you're just looking at them from the outside. Mm-hmm. So always look within yourself and stop that comparison. You do you don't need to even be like anybody else. The best version of you is all you can do. <laughs> That's it. Seriously, because like you said, social media people only give you like a little snapshot of oh, their yeah. life. It's-, it's never the full thing you don't see it's so funny how i was looking at this one girl she's a content creator she's um she suffers from depression and lack of confidence and stuff like that and she tell them she told them the other day like hey you guys see me on here you guys see me with all these followers and all these people in my lives when she's like but let me show you what the real is she got out her car and she's like right now my car's broke down i can't even get it to move she said i don't have no money to get it fixed so I got to sit here and wait and see who I can get to come get me. Mm. And she said, but the good thing is that today was my last day at work. So, you know what I mean? For the week where I don't have to worry about getting to work tomorrow. She said, but people, mm. y'all don't see this part. Y'all just see me on lives and on you know, Instagram thinking that, oh, everything looks so great. She said, no, everything is not great. I can barely make my bills. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's so true in that comment. Like you cannot compare yourself to other people or look at what the people have or doing because you don't mm. know their full story. Yeah. And there is so much in that. Like, you know, for people who I always tell people like this, if you're looking at somebody else's stuff Mm -hmm. on social media in particular, you're looking at somebody else's stuff on social media. Think about your own presence on social media and what you actually share. And then think about what you don't share. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Everything that you don't share, I guarantee you they're they're not sharing it either they're not sharing no, they're not. Any of their ne- like people put all their positive stuff up there but yeah. very few people put the negativity that happens in their life or the instances that happen in their life i mean mm-hmm. i don't care how authentic they are on their social media it does not matter people are not 100 percent sharing everything that happens in their life no nobody does that nobody does it what they do they nobody does do it, it willingly unless it just get leaked no. out you know what i mean well, <laughs> Too, you know, a lot TMZ of stuff is everywhere. everywhere. Okay, you got the streets be talking. People, somebody see you talking. catch you. So it's 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 definitely like that. Let me ask you this question because you said something in the beginning regarding women. Why do women? Why do we suffer from lack of confidence most more so than men? You know, because oh, I can. Let me tell gosh. you this. I was at a. I took a fireside. I was attending this fireside chat with a company I used to work for, and the woman said that. Most women, when we're looking for jobs, right, we will not, um, if we read the job description and we see two or three things that we cannot do, we will not apply yeah, for apply. it. Mm-mm, but a man true. will see just two or three he can do out of maybe a list of 10 and be like, and have a conference like, oh yeah, I can get this job. But we feel mm-hmm. like we couldn't. And that's a lack of our confidence. And so why do we as women, you think, do that versus men? So again, I, I think it because... You know, it's hard to say like it's, you know, one one thing. I think yeah. there are multiple layers of things that impact women. Yeah. Uh, one in particular is that a lot of times we're entering male dominated fields because yeah. for you know, you know, historically we were not in the workforce and then we ended up getting into yes, the workforce. That is true. And so a lot of fields are male dominated fields that we are not in. 
Um, and there's all, and you know, I love men, but there's <laughs> always a man somewhere to yeah. tell you what you should do and how you should do it. Oh my God. So yes, that, it is. <laughs> you know, so that happens, um, which, you know, one, if you believe the person talking to you, because mm-hmm. that's the other thing you gotta, you gotta believe the person telling you that yeah. you don't know enough. And we gotta stop believing people who don't know stuff. Yes. So that's one that's one thing cuz people will tell you things and you tend to accept that what people say is rational and true, right? Yeah, so that's true. That's that we take it upon ourselves that way. Mm-hmm. And women in general are a bit more I'm trying to what's the word to say like like we we check the boxes, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what we do. We check boxes. We organize things. We, you know, even as like moms, you know, you check the boxes. That's what mm-hmm. we do. This has to be done. This has to be done. This has to be done. Men don't do that. They don't even yeah. do that in their everyday lives. They like, don't. It's just, it's just out there like, ooh, I'm just going to show up, right? They just winging so, it. They wing it and they're, they're okay with winging it. And I, you know, I think we, we as women have to do a whole lot more winging it. Mm-hmm. Um, not that you don't know, because I think we all can figure stuff out. Like that's part of the thing. It's yeah. like, if you come with the fact that it doesn't matter what situation I get thrown into, I'm smart enough. I'm intelligent enough. I'm capable enough to figure out how to do it if I don't already know how to do it. And mm-hmm. so that's, I think that's something that we actually need to like jump out there and do. Cause I know, like I've looked at things, oh, you know, they want the da, 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 da. Yeah. I think that's why you start to see like a different dynamic between people say, you know, minimum qualifications versus preferred qualifications. Yeah. Right? Because they yeah. want women, they want women to just look at minimum yeah. and put their hat in the ring. Yes. Regardless of what the preferred things. We tend to look at both minimum and preferred and mm-hmm. count ourselves out. But I have a, you know, I have this saying is stop telling yourself no. Mm-hmm. Let other people tell you no if the answer is no. You yes. don't need to tell yourself no because you oh only told no so many times in your lifetime. Yeah. Stop telling yourself no. And as women, we do that. Like we sit around, we think, oh, I want this. And then immediately we go, but this, but mm-hmm. that but I don't this, but I yeah. don't that. No, you want this, go for it. Like yes. just step out there. And, you know, confidence, again, it's like I said, is multiplicative. Once mm-hmm. you do something once, you're more comfortable doing it a second time. Mm-hmm. And you're more comfortable doing it again after that. And then after a while, it's like nothing. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like walking. Yeah. You walked. The first time you walk, you didn't really want to step like it's a baby, right? Yeah. Or confidence. Or if right, if you were a public speaker, the yeah. first time you got up in front of the audience, you probably was shaking, right? Mm-hmm. But the next time you did it, same size audience, it's like not, you know, you're a little bit more comfortable. Next time you're a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more comfortable until you jump out there and you're the best speaker in the world. Like Exactly. That's how you build your confidence by, Mm -hmm. you know, repetitive doing, reminding yourself that you can figure it out. Yeah, I like that. Let me ask you this question, too, because I was thinking about this. Can you be confident? Let's say you could be confident in your job skills and your work and where you are in your company versus lack confidence in your relationship or in your your business or one or if you're confident in one, you could be confident at all. You can you're confident at all. No, you definitely um, are not confident in all things all the time. <laughs> like that's that is not true. Uh, and you absolutely 
Because here's the thing what happens. Like you can be exercising your muscle uh-huh. in one area of your life and not exercising it in another. Like, so, you know, yeah. for relationships in particular um, versus workplace, like you, you could be extremely financially um, um, confident on how you manage your finances, mm-hmm. how you put yourself out there, the risk you take as an entrepreneur. I work with a client who actually has that, but yeah. has very little confidence when it comes to romantic relationships. Yeah. Um, you know, and a lot of it is based on the choices that have been made over the years, mm-hmm. right? Like, how are you exercising, uh, in particular with relationships, how are you exercising your choice to love and your choice yeah. to be loved? Like, yeah, and that's that's a real thing that people don't really understand. It is, is yeah. That you can you can choose to be loved, and how you actually show up and respond, and the types of things that you do. Um, contribute to your ability to be loved and how mm-hmm. people love you. Yeah, like it's it's all on you. Nothing it's is true. just out there. Like we think that everything's just oh up to the dice and you roll the dice, especially <laughs> when it comes to romantic relationships. Yeah, and that's not real. Like yeah. people show you who they are. You show people who you are, mm-hmm. and people choose in or they choose out. It's mm-hmm. very simple, but we make we overcomplicate it, and so a lot of times like. When someone doesn't choose you, who you yeah. want them to choose you, right? Like that becomes a hit to our confidence. Like we we somehow immediately think something is wrong with us, and there's nothing wrong with you necessarily. I, I will put you know a caveat <laughs> there. There's nothing wrong with you necessarily, right? Necessarily, not necessarily, unless you Alleg- have some, you know, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. There's, there's nothing wrong, wrong with you, but. All things being normal, yeah. <laughs> let's just be real. All yeah. things being normal, exactly. The person, the person could just want something different in their life, yeah. And that is not a reflection of you as a person, and mm-hmm. that should not reflect your confidence that somehow something is wrong with you. You need to change. You need to do whatever. It is just a simple matter of fact that that person wants something different at this point in their life. Yeah, and so we have to accept that piece. Like that, to me, I think acceptance of a lot of things will keep people a bit more confident in relationships. Yeah, because relationships, true. you know, people people want a whole lot of different things for different reasons. Yeah, it's just like for women in particular um, with relationships. If you're out, you know, a man doesn't want you or whatever. He wants yeah. to break up with you for whatever reason, or you want something from him mm-hmm. that he hasn't told you that he's wanted. Yeah. But you continue in the relationship anyway. You know, prime That's example, true. we know people want commitments that sometimes people don't tell you they're going to commit to you and they tell <laughs> they you don't. up front. Yeah. But you still, you still do a lot of things to try to manipulate or coerce. Yeah. All these different things convince that happen. Them. <laughs> rather than just saying, I'm confident in who I am as a person. I'm confident in the fact that I want a commitment in my life and I'm confident that I will find somebody who wants the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of women lack that piece right there that you just said. That's a hundred percent true. Confident in, because when I listen to a lot of women, single women, and they're talking about how the dating pool is, they like that confidence in knowing that no matter if this relationship, this situation you had didn't work out, relationship didn't work out, that I'm confident enough to know that I will meet someone that will that it will work yes. out with. And it's such a yep. simple thing, but yet it's so it's, hard 
to mm-hmm. get people to believe. What do you think yep. are some of the hardest things, you know, with your clients that what are some of the blockers that they face in order to overcome their lack of confidence? Is there like a, a pattern that you're seeing with your clients that's saying, hey, they it's the it's the no for them and they can't get past that? Like what is a, some patterns that you're seeing in your clients that is hard for them to build their confidence? Yeah. So, you know, it, it is the no sometimes it's, mm-hmm. you know, having no more than once. Yeah. Uh, I think what happens is, is that people feel like because they've tried something one time mm-hmm. that and it didn't work out rather than assessing what actually did they do when mm-hmm. they were trying that made, you know, because like that's a real thing. Like people say, oh, I tried relationships and they didn't work out or I tried dating and it didn't work out. Well, what did you try? Yeah. (laughs) Like, and how many times did you try it? Yeah. Because the reality of it is it's not a one and done Mm -hmm. type thing. Like there are very few people that are, had long-term life, life partnerships with the first person they ever went on a date with. That's true. Yeah. A lot of people are like that. that. Right. Like, yeah. like who did, who has done that? And, and I'm, I'm being realistic. Like, I'm not, they, I'm not married to my elementary school sweetheart. Uh, like, no. no. Right? Like, no. no. And even if we want to talk about adulthood, I'm not married to that person either that I dated no. for the first time as an adult. No. Like, and so if I, because that didn't work out, should I have been like, oh, I'm not going to date again or, mm-hmm. you know, relationships aren't good. Like, no, you just don't. Like that's, things have to continue to go. And that's, I think even in entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. like we all have an idea and you'll try it, but you tried it for 30 days. Yes. Businesses are not built on 30 days. Yes. <laughs> you might have tried one thing in your business. It made no sales. Well, what else are you going to try? Because yeah. you have to keep going. And that's what I would talk about in believing that you are able to figure it out and mm-hmm. having enough, um, you know, having enough faith in yourself that you can do something different. Yeah. And it's okay. So, you know, try something else. Keep it going. But that's what happens is like people will do one thing. It doesn't work out. And so they don't want to do anything else. Not that's, realizing that the odds are pretty much against you anyway. Doing it one time. Regardless. <laughs> that is so true. People will try something one time and feel like, Oh, wow. I saw, cause why it's that comparison. I, I saw this person do it. And in 30 days they had X amount of dollars, but now I'm doing it and it's not happening. You know what I mean? So right. now either I'm just not going to do it anymore. I'm just going to give up on it because I don't have confidence in it. <laughs> yeah. But you know what's so funny about that, Sean? Because I'll tell you, because this happens all the time. When I tell, when I, when people look at other people mm-hmm. and you say, oh, this person did this. And in 30 days they had X, Y, Z. But did yeah. that person tell you all the other 35,000 things they did? They did Because exactly. I can guarantee you, if you ask them, they got a bunch. But they don't show you that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they only gonna show you the one thing that did work, and then they probably gonna try to sell you on it. <laughs> you know, it's so crazy it. because it's it's almost like how music artists are like. Well, like one minute we'll see somebody blow up, and we're like, man, they had some overnight sensation. They're like, nah, I've been doing this for fifteen years. You <laughs> just, just see me because nobody exactly. knew me. <laughs> And that is 
exactly what happens. Oh, that is exactly what oh happens. You hear that in all the entrepreneurship stories too. It's like, hey, I didn't just jump into the success. This has actually been taken, took me a few years to get here. Yes. To have this type of success, to understand my market, to understand the business, to learn how to pitch, to have confidence in knowing that just because I had that setback last year doesn't mean that I shouldn't continue the business. Right. You know, and even the people that get discovered, like you said, like, yes. be like oh, I discovered them singing and this, da, 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 and then all of a sudden they became, you know, this actor superstar. Well, how many other times were they singing in places and they didn't get discovered? Like tons of places. A, like, because I guarantee you, right now, if I go somewhere and start singing, ain't nobody's out. It's going to take some work. (laughs) It would take some work, but I can build confidence and get some vocal culture and I can do some auto tunes and I can do a whole bunch of stuff and probably go get signed, but that's not my lane. So (laughs) you know, and you know, you mentioned something before about steps and things you can do. What are some steps you can share with my audience that they can do to help building confidence? Maybe like on a daily basis, little things they can do. Yeah, so I, you know, I encourage all of my uh, clients to journal. And mm. when people hear the word journal, they tend to back up because a lot of people think you have to write books or whatever. Yeah. It's like, like, oh, oh man, I got to write my whole write, life out today. You write one word, you write one <laughs> sentence. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but journal, journal like what happens to you throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that caught, especially for instances where you feel like you're less confident or you're fearful of taking risk um, that you want to do something. You would tell yourself, no, any type of negative thing that comes up in your brain or that stops you from taking action. I encourage people to write it down. Recording, yeah. Voice voice recording is journaling as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also encourage people to keep a what they call a brag book. I don't know mm. if you've ever done anything like that, but especially mm. if you're working in the corporate world, yeah, uh, definitely keep a brag book of all of your day-to-day achievements that you've accomplished for that day or things that you've done. And it can get extensive and long, yeah. um, especially because you do a lot of things throughout the day. Like people it's true. do multiple different things. And even for someone who's suffering with a severe lack of confidence, I tell them to start with small things. Mm-hmm. If you cook dinner today, write it down. If you ordered out, write it down. Like yeah. Those are things that you have done and you accomplished because it may seem insignificant, but you have the ability to feed your family. Mm-hmm. That's a win. That like, is that's a, win. a win. So start small, um, record achievements, be cognizant to be more aware of what things impact your confidence level mm-hmm. so that you know how to counteract it and you know how to recover from it quickly. So if you like, let's say you have a horrible job yeah. or your boss is horrible, right? Because sometimes managers suck, right? We know that. Uh, yeah. You have a manager <laughs> that sucks, but you don't have the ability to leave your job because yeah. being able to feed yourself and your family is real yep. and in the moment. Yep. But you don't have to internalize the negativity coming from your job as, you know, impacting who you are as a person. And so it could be, you know, your boss saying something, you're like, hey, you, you turn something in and they say, oh, you're never good at this. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I asked you anyway. You can come back and be like, not out loud, because don't, don't get yourself fired necessarily, but you can come back and say, hey, I'm, I'm confident that I'm able to figure out anything. Yeah. I'm confident in my intelligence level. I'm smart. You you can come back with those things for yourself. Yeah. And your mind 
repeat those things to yourself. I also encourage people to use affirmations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not just like random affirmations, but intentional affirmations that are tied to their purpose and what they want to do and to repeat them out loud to themselves in a mirror. Mm-hmm. Because I like that. that that is helpful because the one thing that people don't realize and understand, you can't think away anything. Mm. Like you don't just think away your thoughts. You have to speak life into your thoughts Mm -hmm. and you have to speak life. And so like, if you've ever read anything, if you're a person of faith and you will notice it talks about speaking Mm -hmm. your goals, speaking or writing and speaking Mm -hmm. your vision. Mm -hmm. Like no one ever says, think your vision away. Like think think yourself to your vision. Like it doesn't work. (laughs) Nobody says that. No, it never says that. And so those are the types of things that I encourage uh, my clients to do kind of on a daily basis. And it's a journey. It's not going to happen overnight. It requires consistency. Mm -hmm. And so you have to psych yourself out with those little tools and tricks that I think help out throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. I I like that. You know, because, you know, what it sounds like is this confident confidence building is in the details. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. In your life and celebrating those little wins and writing it down. You know, I got to I got to take note of that myself to start writing things down, you know, because, you know, you can get busy throughout your day and you deal with so much, like you said, that you can just at the end of the day, you can feel like I didn't get nothing done. You know what I mean? I just didn't like, you have a goal you set for the day. You didn't do it. And then it's like, that knocks your confidence. I mean, everything I feel like really (laughs) hits your, I mean, everything, Denise, everything hits your confidence. If you don't, if you like, if I said I'm a workout and I don't, you don't, Mm -hmm. I feel so shitty. I feel so (laughs) bad about myself. And I'm like, why didn't I do it? And then that lacks my, then that knock, that's a knock in my confidence. You know what I mean? And what I look like. So I'll tell you something to do to yourself, yeah. to create wins. I'll tell the audience, create wins for yourself because uh, that helps you in the process. And mm-hmm. what I mean by create wins, like if you already know that working out is a challenge for you, mm-hmm. don't, don't set the goal to work out today. Yeah. Set the goal, something very minor. <laughs> that you know you absolutely no I'm, I'm very serious right and this sound this might sound like really crazy to do but set a small win for yourself because your winning is is a paramount to you going to the next level because yeah, it builds true. confidence and your ability to get it done and then yeah. you'll say okay why well, I, I, I know i can do this let me do this thing which is a little bit more um challenging and then you'll get to something that's a little bit more challenging it's just mm-hmm. like okay i want to work out so guess what? I'm going, the win is me putting my workout clothes on. Mm-hmm. And if I put my workout clothes on, your, your mind will trick you because <laughs> believe it or not, if you put your workout clothes on two days in a row, you're more likely to work out on the third day. Yeah. Than if true. you just say, Hey, I'm going to work out today. I, I kid you not. It's, it's a hilarious thing that, that how the brain works, but it's neuroscience yeah. said it works. And so, you know, it, it might even be so minor as I'm just going to put my tennis shoes over here. <laughs> every, every, every I'm going to look at them every morning. Look, start where you're at, create yeah. your own wins and build yourself up. You have to do it. Yeah, you're right. I'm I like that. You're right. I'm going to just do that. <laughs> so I'm like, and I'm I, not going to beat myself up about it. You know what I mean? Like you no, said, if I, you if I change not. my mindset, then I won't feel bad about it. You know what I mean? Right. So I, yeah. I like that. Um, before we go, I want to ask you, there's two more questions I want to ask you. But this one I want to ask you is what does confidence mean? 
Oh my gosh. Confidence <laughs> means that you are just taking one, you believe in yourself mm-hmm. and your ability to get things done. And because of that belief, you take action. Yeah. I like that. It's belief. So it goes back to your belief system. Mm-hmm. That's what it goes to. Yeah. I and like it's belief that. in yourself. It's, yeah. It really is belief in yourself. Which we is can one talk of the about hardest a whole different things. set of beliefs. I mean, but. yeah, we can. Which is one of the, you know, we can have a whole show on just belief in yourself. You know what I mean? Because that's like yes. one of the hardest things for people to do is to believe in themselves, which is why a lot of people don't fulfill their dreams and their goals in life because we have that lack of confidence because we don't mm-hmm. believe in ourselves. So this is a conversation I believe that can go on and on. There's so many layers to it, like you said, that it can be a weak show of confidence building because yes. it's something that's so confidence is just like, like I said, surrounding everything that we do. Every interview I've had, I've talked about confidence and which is why I'm glad we had this show because now this show is completely dedicated to building confidence as an entrepreneur and just as a person overall, no matter what you do, it's building confidence is what you need in order to get yourself to the next level and live the life you want to live, live your best life. Like you said, Denise. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> all right. So before we end the show, it's a question I ask all my guests that come on. What is some of the best advice you receive from another woman? Ooh. <laughs> So I know this is kind of funny because believe it or not, I have not had a lot of advice from a whole lot of women in my lifetime. No, I have not. If I, if I was to sit around and think about like uh, advice that I've actually You know, like your mom and stuff like that. Yeah. Like my mom. Oh, I know your mom gives good advice. I know. (laughs) My mother, my mother gives lots of advice. Some good, some not so good. But I will tell you this. I will have, I do have to give this to my mom. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was going to say somebody else, but I'm going to give this to my mom because I think the best advice she ever gave me was when I was in high school Mm -hmm. and my mother negotiated uh, a scholarship for me for college, Mm. Uh, a full scholarship, mind you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. In a hallway, no doubt. Okay, the president mom. of the university. And so look at I Denise. She was that her, kid. Okay, Denise. Yeah. Look, no, okay. but my mother, my mother. Okay. Like, literally, my mother having a conversation, <laughs> like having enough confidence to yeah. pull a university president to the side and explain to him why he needed oh, wow. to give her child. A full scholarship. So it was the university <laughs> president. This wasn't no application yeah. process. No, it wasn't. Oh, and literally, she pulled him to the side at a, like in a hallway at a wow. uh, luncheon. It was a luncheon, and okay. when he stepped out of stepped out of the luncheon, she stopped him and was like, "You need to give my child a full scholarship for your school." And here's the reason um, why. But I talked to her about it at the time because Mm -hmm. I was young and I was like, why do you do that? I don't want to go to school, you know, whatever. Yeah. But she was like, first thing you need to do when you understand and you communicate with people is you need to know what it is they want Mm -hmm. and what their goals are. And if you can bridge how to get them what they want, like if you can understand that and you can bridge the gap and solve that problem for them, you're likely able to get them to do whatever you want them to do. It's the law of, uh, I know it's a, it's a reciprocal law actually. And I actually learned about it later on in life, um, uh, in high school, as I was studying, not in high school, in college. And then as I was studying coaching, um, Mm -hmm. process and philosophies, there's like this law of reciprocity. 
is mm. really basically what it is. When people, when you do things for people, people naturally feel like they not necessarily obligated, but they feel in a particular way that they should extend the same courtesy to you. Mm. Uh, and so that's kind of that policy. And so she found out what it is that he wanted and he wanted to write, his goal was to have more national merit scholars at his university than mm -hmm. Harvard university had. Mm -hmm. And I came as a national merit scholar. And so she was like, if you want your numbers, here's plus one, but this oh. is how you're going to get her there because these other people are going to give her money. And that's, that's how she, so... that's how she positioned, positioned it. Um, and I've learned also throughout my life that that's actually quite true, if, mm -hmm. especially in networking circumstances, how I get clients. I found yeah. out what their pain points are, what it is they want, why are they suffering, how are they suffering, yeah. and how can I help them solve that problem for them? That is good advice. That's good advice overall for entrepreneur on how do you bridge mm -hmm. that gap between what maybe an investor or your clients or your customer want versus what you can give them. You know what I mean? How to yep. bring it in between. I like that. That was really good, Denise. That was really Thank good. You. I like it. Listen, this has been an amazing interview. I really hope that when people watch or people watching and listening really get something out of it, which I know they will, because like I said, confidence is everything we do in life. You know what I mean? Like I said, yeah. confidence as a parent to know just because them grades not the best is not on me. <laughs> <laughs> now, unless I did that homework and that's different. But <laughs> let's not do let's not do our kids' homework. We you know it's so crazy. Confident children. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're gonna end the show, but it was so crazy that during COVID. It, how we had to do help the kids with their homework and oh, yes. I had to do third grade math and <laughs> now that it's, took a it's blow a it's a, that, it's a different math. listen that took a blow to my confidence it really did and just <laughs> basic math one plus one is two and you know what I'm saying all that stuff I'm like that really took a blow to my confidence so I big up to <laughs> teachers you guys are absolutely amazing I don't know how y'all do it but I, I commend them. But hey, guys, listen, I am Shawnee Sanders. This is the Girl Take No Podcast. And we thank you so much for watching and listening. And I will see you next time. Yay, Denise, this was good. Thank Ooh. you. Glad you enjoyed it. Hope to, have, hope to be back at some point.